Started. You guys have little slips of paper that I handed out. This is side one, right here. Say side one. Side one. This is side two. Say side two. You got. I have trained you so well in 12 weeks. That is the best. Okay. Now I got to get my. Can, well, Sandra will. Oh, don't want to stab you because I know Randall has to leave early. Okay, Sandra, I may need that in a little bit, and I just want you to hand it to me. Okay. Okay, can you believe we're at week 12? No. Week 12. Last, I mean, next Sunday will be my last Sunday with you guys. I'm going to miss you. <laughs> but my, my husband is howling at the moon. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. I got to get home. <laughs> he said, I, he told me yesterday on the phone, I'm going to, I just want you to know I've joined FarmersOnly.com. <laughs> i got to get home, kids. <laughs> but anyway, I have learned so much, and I hope you have too. It has been great. It has been great. It has been a blessing to me. But today we're going to peel back the layers of Palm Sunday. Anybody know much about Palm Sunday? I just wondered. Okay, yeah, that's so, Palm Sunday is awesome. Um, many churches across the country now have their children march in front of the, of the congregation, walk down the center aisle of the sanctuary, better known in your area as the auditorium. <laughs> and they wave little palm branches. And it's so precious because they shout, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They never forget. Why? Because they're kids. I didn't do that as a child, but as you see, the Lord carried me through, right? It's so awesome, though, to get this in the hearts and the minds of children. Palm Sunday is very important. It's the opening of Holy Week. Say that. Holy Week. Christians now across the globe are getting geared up for Holy Week. Beginning on Palm Sunday, which is next Sunday, communities all over the world are coming together for a wonderful Palm Sunday service. And then they come together again for a Monday Thursday service, which is awesome. And then again on a good, for a Good Friday service. And then the grand finale, First Fruits Easter. 
And it's a great, great week. You can start eating your chocolate again or drinking your pop or eating your sweets. It's a great time. It is so cool when the church can stand united across the globe celebrating Holy Week. For everyone who belongs to Jesus belongs to everyone who belongs to Jesus. We cannot lose focus of that truth. We do things a little different. We don't all see things exactly the same. But everyone who's bowed the knee to Jesus, our Messiah, belongs to the family of God because when God sends out invitations, he sends out a lot of them. We belong to the church that God loves us. Say it. We belong to the church that God loves us. And when we start belonging to the church that we love God, then we get to decide that we do and you probably don't. We must never forget that we belong to the church, that God loves us. Woo! That was my intro. Now let's look at Palm Sunday. Jesus started his public ministry at 30. That's young. That's Trent's age. And right after John the Baptist baptized him, Jesus was led by the Spirit straight to the wilderness to be tested for 40 years. There's that number again. Four keeps popping up, doesn't it? That number again. You see, he's working to make us his and him ours. He's saying, I will bring you out. Say it with me. I will set you free. I will redeem you and I will make you my own. For 40 days, Jesus fasted. No food in the Judean wilderness. Who has my black cards? Repeat after these. Number one, Jesus was hot. Was what? Hot. hot. Two. Dry. Dry. Three. Barren. Barren. Four. Inhospitable. Five. Lonely. It was six. Arid. Arid. Seven. Painful. Eight. Frightening. Nine. Trying. Does that sound like our wilderness journey? Didn't we talk about that the first week I was here? Who had cards kind of sort of like that? You guys remember first week? You were kind of nervous in here. We were shouting and screaming. Now you're so comfortable. (laughs) Let me see your hands. Who had those cards? Lift them high. That was our wilderness journey. Jesus was tempted by Satan. And where you and I cave in, look, Jesus stood strong. Where we compromised, Jesus stayed the course. And where we cut and run, Jesus faced the music. And where we disobeyed, Jesus was obedient. And where we quit, Jesus finished strong. And where we lose, Jesus was victorious. Do you understand what He did for us during the 40-day temptation? He won. Boy, that gives my little dust heart encouragement. Repeat after me. Jesus faced hunger. hunger. Better than that. Let me hear it. Jesus faced hunger. hunger. Harsh conditions. conditions. Fatigue. Fatigue. Fleshly temptations. temptations. And finally pain. pain. And he did not give in, guys. He did not give in. After he walked out of that wilderness experience, he began his public ministry. That happens in most of our lives. Do you guys understand that? Jesus is not going to open a door for you to be successful in any ministry until you have walked through some wilderness. Why? 
Because He's developing you. He's growing you up. He's maturing you. And when He walks out of this wilderness, He begins His public ministry. The wilderness is so important. And when you see people in their wilderness journey, do your work for them on your knees. Why? Quit rescuing them. Who needs to rescue us from our wilderness journey? Quit running after them. Quit nagging them. Leave them alone and do your work on your knees. That's very hard to do, especially when our children are in that wilderness journey. Wouldn't you agree? Okay, now I'm going to change gears. I want to talk, I'm, what I'm trying to do is we're looking forward to Palm Sunday. That's our theme. All this ties in. Beautiful braid. Palm Sunday is the Sunday before Jesus was going to be eating his last Passover meal with his boys, before he was going to go to the garden and pray, and before he was going to be arrested, tried, beaten, and crucified. So Palm Sunday is very close to the passion of Jesus Christ. So get a picture. This is the time when thousands and thousands and thousands of faithful Jews all over the Roman Empire were packing into Jerusalem to celebrate Passover, which, was the, which is the first poster there, the foundation of all these other feasts they're packing in. Passover was a time for the nation to remember Say it with me. Remember again. Remember again. Remember for 430 years, cruel Egyptian bondage and a powerful deliverance by God Almighty and the, Mo- and the powerful man Moses. This Palm Sunday, this Palm Sunday, the last Palm Sunday, Jesus was going to be on the earth. Everybody was wondering, is he going to come to the feast? Is Jesus going to come to this feast? And why would they be wondering that? For three years, Jesus had been claiming to be Messiah. For three years, he had been, repeat after me, healing the sick, healing the sick. giving sight to the blind, sight to the blind. Casting, out casting out demon spirits, correcting the self-righteousness of the Pharisees, Healing those with leprosy. Feeding the 5,000 with a happy meal. Having compassion on the undesirables. And he was popular with the masses. Very good. That's been happening for three years. But he was not popular with the religious leaders. They did not like Jesus. Near the end of his three-year ministry, Jesus and his disciples had to leave Judea because those at the time were wanting to stone him for he claimed to be the Son of God. While they were away, Jesus and his boys received a message from someone who loved Lazarus and Mary and Martha. And they said, hey, Lazarus is sick, Jesus. You've got to beat it back to Bethany and you've got you to gotta fix this situation. Because if Jesus was healing everybody else, he certainly would have wanted to heal Lazarus, right? So uh, Jesus says to the boys, let's get ready. We're going to go to Bethany. The disciples were kind of shocked that he was willing to go back there because they understood that it might mean that they would be slain. But that's okay. Jesus said, we're going to Bethany. And to Bethany they went. 
Jesus arrives in Bethany and he gets the word, poor old Lazarus. Poor old Lazarus is dead. He's been dead for four days. Four days. Isn't that weird? I mean, is Jesus going to be able to bring him out, set him free, redeem him, and make him his own, is he? Yes. So odd. Day four. This is just such a cool story. Now, the Jews believed that the spirit of the deceased person, the spirit, hung around the tomb for three full days till the body was in such a state of decomposition that it, that it missled on up to heaven. So by day four, there's absolutely no hope, no hope whatsoever. Do you understand? Totally and completely no hope. And so Jesus comes to the tomb and he tells the strong men, take the stone away. And Mary says, no, 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 you don't understand. I mean, that odor is going to be disgusting. Don't roll that stone away. Jesus says, you roll the stone away. And then he says, Lazarus, come out. And let me tell you something. Lazarus that day was raised from the dead by the power of Jesus, El Shaddai, the God who brings life out of deadness and calls things that are not as though they were. And many people that day were like, whoa. And they put their faith in Jesus, Messiah. But then there were a few other ones that cut and ran. You know what they did? They just cut and ran. And they went to the Pharisees and they said, Jesus raised the dead. Jesus raised the dead. So they had a meeting of the mind. The Sanhedrin was called in, the most powerful group of people for the Jewish people. And they had a little meeting of the minds. And they said, oh, two things must happen. Jesus must die. And Lazarus must die with him. Whoa, isn't that crazy? They didn't deny the fact that he had raised him from the dead. They just said, now because of this, people are going after Jesus. I mean, they're crazy over him. And we're going to lose our position of power. So Jesus has got to go. And Lazarus has got to go. Let me tell you something. You better watch your leaders. Because when it comes all about power, you better get rid of them. Because this is not our game. This is the Lord's game. All of this was leading up to the crucifixion of Jesus. And I just want you to see what's happening the weeks just before his crucifixion. Now Jesus has a price on his head because of Lazarus. All those other things leading up to that played into that too. And because of this, Jesus withdrew to a village called Ephraim. When it was almost time for Passover now, get in your mind, it's almost time for Passover. For, so what season are we in? Winter, spring, summer, or fall? Spring. Very good, because Passover is celebrated on the first full moon of spring. So it's spring. Almost Passover time. Thousands and thousands and thousands of faithful Jews from across the whole Roman Empire are packing in because the law said that the faithful Jews had to come and celebrate Passover. Why? To remember! To remember! To remember! Because we forget, don't we? Oh, we forget. Never, never forget. Leviticus 23, the Lord said to Moses, 1,400 years earlier from what we're talking about today, these are my appointed feasts, the Lord said. The appointed feasts of the Lord 
which you are to proclaim as sacred assemblies. Repeat after me. Passover. Passover. Unleavened bread. Unleavened bread. First fruits. First fruits. Shavuot. Shavuot. Trumpets. Trumpets. Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur. Tabernacles. Tabernacles. Remember. God says, remember. You're going to forget if you don't celebrate these every year. Remember. My covenant promise to Abraham, leave your home, leave your community, leave your comfortable surroundings, Abraham, and go to a place I'll show you and I'll give you land and I'll give you descendants and all people on the face of the earth will be blessed through you. And you know what? This childless man who owned, who owned, who had no children believed God and he left, and 25 years later, finally, he had the son of promise. What's his name? Isaac. And then Isaac had an interesting life, and finally he had Jacob, and Jacob had 12 sons, and they became, they became the 12 tribes of Israel. And you know that famine came to the land, and they all ended up in Egypt, remember? Egypt, and there God blessed Abraham's family abundantly, and their numbers grew like wildfire. The land was full of Hebrews. And a new Pharaoh came on the scene and he wasn't very happy about the growing number of these strange, odd, peculiar people. And he said, I know what I'll do. I'm going to work them harshly. And maybe they won't reproduce so much. But let me tell you something. I'm here to tell you, you cannot work the sex drive out of a man. (laughs) I figured all the men would say, Amen! You cannot work the sex drive out of a healthy man. And the more Pharaoh worked them, the more the children kept pouring out. It's a wonderful story. So Pharaoh came up with another idea. He called in the Hebrew midwives and he said, this is the way it's going to be. When you go and you help a Hebrew woman in childbirth, if she delivers a girl, let her live. But if she delivers a son, kill it. But the midwives, hear me, feared God more than they feared Pharaoh and they let the little boys live. So Pharaoh gave his public orders. Every Hebrew boy that is born must be thrown in the Nile. And a loud and bitter cry went up from God's people, the people of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as Pharaoh's soldiers charged into the homes and snatched from the Hebrew women their little infant sons, and by the authority of the Pharaoh took these children and bashed them on a stone wall or bashed their heads on a wooden door and tossed the little slain Hebrew boy in the back of a royal wagon, house after house after house, until they took them to the Nile and dumped them in the river and fed the crocs. What horror. What horror. And God's people dropped to their knees begging Elohim, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to deliver them from this madness. During this dark hour, a woman from the tribe of Levi, Levi, that ought to make you dance. A woman from the tribe of Levi, Levi, Jochebed was her name. She was a little Hebrew slave woman living in her little slave hovel with her little slave children, two of them tending to the needs of her little slave husband, caring for mistreated women in her neighborhood 
who were weeping and crying because their breasts were full of milk and their arms were empty and their hearts were broken. And she went and she did what she could to offer comfort. One day, though, Jochebed got this strange sensation. And she said, oh, I'm just, I feel so nauseated. She thought, oh, maybe it's the flu. I just hope it's the flu. But days passed, and she certainly and completely and totally knew it was not the flu. She knew, Jochebed knew she was with child. No, no, I cannot be having a baby. This little slave woman cried. She hid it as long as she could. One night she could hide it no longer. And she laid in the darkness of her night beside her strong enslaved husband. And in his arms she cried out to her husband and she told him her news. I'm going to have a baby. This is a bad time to have a baby. What bitterness he must have felt. What rage and total frustration this Hebrew man must have felt for he could not offer his wife hope. He could not fix this for her or for them. He tried to calm her fears. And when she fell asleep in his arms, he silently cried out, Why? Why? Why, God, are you so silent? This is, what's, this is the bitterness, guys, of what these people were going through. When you have a Seder meal and there's a little cup of salt water, that's the bitterness of what these people were facing as their children were snatched from them and they had no man to stand between Pharaoh and them. This was terrible. Jochebed. Growing with her pregnancy, months of misery. How can I love this child? How can I love this child? Oh, how can I not love this child? Feel her pain. Jochebed could not hide it forever. Soon she felt the dull, growing pains in her lower back. And eventually she had those, you know, those knee-dropping, gripping contraction pains in the darkness of the night Jochebed paced the floor paced the floor she must be quiet because there were spies everywhere and soldiers everywhere I mean she had successfully hidden this pregnancy nine months but the pain grew worse and worse and worse and finally finally the midwife had to be snuck into the back of the little slave hovel they snuck her in And the midwife said, Jochebed, you must labor in silence. Do you hear me? You must labor in silence. Squeeze my hand. Bite this stick. But somebody's going to hear you. Shh. We have to do this quietly. Oh, the night wore on such pain. Oh, Jochebed's going, oh. Breathe. The midwife, breathe it off. Breathe it off. Shh, shh, shh. Jochebed, let me walk. Jochebed said, just let me walk. Let me walk. No, no, let me sit down. Shh, Jochebed, let me sit down. Let me squeeze your hand. Don't touch me. All through the night. All through the night. Oh, be quiet. Someone's going to hear you, Jochebed. Let me check you, Jochebed. Let me check you. Oh, it's close. It's close, Jochebed. I can see the baby's head. Focus. Focus, Jochebed. Focus, but be quiet. Breathe. 
breathe, breathe. Oh, Jacob answered that. Oh, oh, I pray to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Give me a girl. Give me a girl. Give me a girl. The midwife said, Jochebed, I see the head. I see the head. Shh, pant, breathe. Shh, shh, heads out. Heads out. Come on, Jochebed. One more push. One more push. And Jacob, push with me, women. Oh! Oh, Jochebed. Oh, Jochebed, the baby's here. Tell me she's a girl. Tell me she's a girl. She said, Jochebed, you have delivered a beautiful baby boy. And Jochebed weeps as she holds her infant. Oh, how can I love you? How can I love you? How can I love you? I must protect my heart. Oh, baby, how can I not love you? And for three months, she hid her baby. The text tells us, was a beautiful baby. And she hid her little man for three months until you know what happens at three months. They wake up. She could hide him no longer. She could hide him no longer. So she put, she got a basket, and she coated it with pitch. And she put her little her little angel in the basket with her heart. And she said, I'm going to put my baby in the Nile on my terms. And she took the baby and she put the baby in the Nile where the princess bathed. And the princess heard something in the bulrushes and she sent her attendant out to get this whatever it was. And she got the basket and opened it up and it was love at first sight. And the princess saw the baby and adopted the baby and named him Moses. And Moses was raised in the palace fair with the best of everything. And when Moses became 40, how old? 40. 40, I will bring you out. I will set you free. I will redeem you. I will make you my own. When he was 40, he killed an Egyptian taskmaster for beating up on his Hebrew people. So Moses had to run for his life. And he ended up in Midian. And there in Midian, he was a shepherd of his father-in-law, Jethro's sheep. For guess how many years? Forty! I will bring you out. I will set you free. I will redeem you. I will make you my own. And one day, he was just doing what he did. Mundane. Same old, same old. Your life, my life. And he sees something that's odd. He sees a bush burning up, but it's not being consumed. So he walks over there. He's 80 years old now. And he looks at it, and God says, Moses, Moses, boom, he hits the ground. Take off your sandals, for the ground on which you stand is holy ground. Those sandals are flying. He says, I got a job for you. I've seen the misery of my people. You go back and you tell them, I'm going to bring them out. I'm going to set them free. I'm going to redeem them. And I'm going to make them my own. And then you go have a little talk with Pharaoh. And you tell Pharaoh, God said, let my people go. So he did. He went down there. And he had his appointment with Pharaoh. And he said, Pharaoh, God said, let my people go. And Pharaoh said, not on your life. So God told Moses, you tell the people, the Hebrew slaves, each family is to go to their flock 
And on the 10th day of Nisan, say it, the 10th day of Nisan, on Lamb Selection Day, say it, on Lamb Selection Day, say it again, Lamb Selection Day, you pick out a lamb from your flock, each family, one-year-old male, spotless, perfect male lamb, and you let that lamb live with you for four days. Didn't know there were so many fours in there, did you? On the 14th day of Nisan, you slaughter the lamb and you put the blood on the doorposts and on the lentils. For I'm sending my avenging angel. And anyone without the blood of the lamb on the door, their oldest son will be slain. That night, Lael Shemarim, in the darkness of the, of the night, when God's Hebrew people had the blood of the lamb on their doorposts, in the darkness of that night as they were watching, God said, watch, for I never sleep and I never slumber. The, the darkness of the night was shattered by the screaming of the Egyptians across the way as they were discovering their slain sons. Pharaoh was awakened and checked on his boy and found him dead. And he's this once proud, arrogant, strong man carries his son out, weakened, humbled, and afraid and says, Moses, get out! Get out! And that night, 430 years to the day, God's people were delivered. I wish I had the trumpet going. Delivered! God says, remember, remember, remember 1,400 years now. From that night, we meet Jesus walking around on the, on, on the stage of history in the town of Bethlehem. A young Jewish virgin girl delivers another Passover lamb, God's Passover lamb, Jesus our Messiah. And he started his ministry proclaiming to the world he was Messiah at 30 years old. Now just, you've got to remember, Lazarus had just been raised from the dead and the religious leaders have put a price on God's Passover lamb, Jesus our Messiah. Jerusalem is packed with perhaps a million visitors from all over the Roman world flooding in to remember what I just told you and to offer a lamb for their family. All the Jews are wondering, is Jesus going to come? Is Jesus going to show up to the feast? It was the 10th of Nisan. Say it. A very busy day for the 10th of Nisan is Lamb Selection Day. Say it. Lamb Selection, say it again, Lamb Selection Day in Jerusalem was crazy with people picking out, choosing the spotless, perfect one-year-old male lamb and Jesus walks down the Jericho Road into Jerusalem. And as he walked the Jericho Road, he had to pass the wilderness that he had spent 40 days in, fasting three years earlier. Oh, that terrible 40 days! standing strong in spite of fatigue and now he knows he's going to the cross and he faces that same Judean wilderness. Did he want to cut and run? That journey was another temptation for your Messiah. The Jericho Road. He must have been facing that temptation. Jesus got to Jerusalem and he picked out a donkey, a humble animal of service and he rode into Jerusalem not a white war steed, a humble animal of servant. That's the animal he chose to ride into Jerusalem. And the crowds 
went crazy when they saw him. He rode into Jerusalem on an animal of service on Lamb Selection Day. Are you getting the significance? Palm Sunday. Next Sunday is Lamb Selection Day. This is the very day the nation was choosing their perfect lamb. The day the people were to select a perfect male lamb without spot, without blemish. And Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a humble animal of service and the people were going crazy as God was saying, this is my perfect lamb. The lamb to be slain to save the world, not from political bondage, but from spiritual bondage. Repeat after me, from sin, from sin. the hell, the hell. The de- from death. And the grave. And Jesus rode into Jerusalem on not a white war steed because that would have been a sign of a political battle. He rode into Jerusalem on an animal of service and they missed it. The massive crowds started waving palm branches like little children do on Palm Sunday. Okay, get your notes out. Get your notes out. The massive crowds saw Jesus. They had palm branches already. They weren't running to pick any out. They had them. What did, side one, say it. Hosanna, Hosanna. 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 Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. Hosanna. Hosanna. Save us. Save us now. Again, side one. Hosanna. Hosanna. Side two. Hosanna, Hosanna, save us now, save us. That sounds so cool to us, especially if you've seen the little kids march down. We hear of Hosanna when we sing spiritual songs, don't we? It sounds so cool. But the waving of the palm branch, the waving of the palm branch was not a religious statement. It was a political statement. That's what I don't want you guys to miss. Remember last week's lesson in Tychicus Epiphanes? Who was here for that one? Rode into Jerusalem 165 years before Jesus was born. The evil Antiochus Epiphanes outlawed all things Jewish. He said, you're going to bow to the Greek worldview. And he outlawed, repeat after me, the feasts, the the reading of God's law, law. circumcision of the infants, infants. Sabbath Sabbath worship, sacrifice, and prayer. Look, guys, he outlawed all things Jewish. And he told people, you're going to lay down your faith in this God you serve. And the history tells us on one day, 40,000 Jewish people were slain because they would not lay down their faith. Matthias, remember him, that, that Jewish priest who was loyal and faithful, had five sons. And Antiochus Epiphany sent in a, a commissioner to his little town to make sure that, in, that Matthias sacrificed pigs on the altar and the holy righteous man of God pulled out a sword and killed Antiochus Epiphanes commissioner remember and the die was set and Matthias had five sons and they ran up into the hills to hide and collected a massive army and his son his third son Judah the hammer came through with his with his faithful loyal Jewish people and said we will not deny our God and led by Due to the hammer, this army hammered and hammered and hammered away 
at the Syrians until God gave them the victory. Give God a hand. Woo! And the palm branch became the national symbol during, during due to the hammer's uh, history of freedom. Say it. Freedom! And Jesus rides into Jerusalem. And all of the people are waving palm branches, shouting, Hosanna! 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 Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. It sounds so cool, but they weren't talking religion. They were talking political. And they knew what Jesus was capable of. And they wanted to use Jesus for what they could get out of Jesus. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound familiar? Let me tell you, folks, they missed it. They missed it. Jesus rode in on Lamb Selection Day as God proclaims He's my perfect Passover Lamb. And all they could do is say, Give us our way. Use your power to throw this Roman yoke out off of us. Give us our way. We do the same thing. Oh, Jesus, save me from my cranky husband. Oh, Jesus, I'm sick of my negative wife. Jesus, save me from this drowning dad. Save me from this go-nowhere job. Give me better insurance. Make my kids adore me. Give me a new truck, a new kitchen remodel. And we missed the point too. And Palm Sunday is a time to focus on what we so easily miss. The text tells us that Jesus cried. Jesus came to serve and not to be served. He came to do the will of his Father no matter the cost. Remember Lael Shemarim, the night of watching. Jesus celebrated his Passover meal with his disciples. They go to the garden on the night of watching, the night of watching, and they fall asleep. And Jesus there in the darkness of the night, just after the last Passover meal had been observed, and they had had the four cups, and Jesus knows, I've got one more cup to drink the cup of suffering. And there in the dirt, he's grabbing the gnarly olive, the gnarly roots of that olive tree, crying as he thinks about that cup of suffering. And he says, No! No, Father, not the cup of your wrath. No! Not the cup of your suffering. I can't drink that cup. And then he squares his shoulders and he lifts his head. And he wipes the sweat off of his brow and he wipes his tears. And he says, but not my will, Father, but your will be done. And he got up and he faced the passion and they crucified our Savior. Let me tell you something. Next Sunday is Lamb Selection Day. And as a church, we got to get off ourselves. We've got to focus on the gift that God gave when He gave us His perfect spotless Passover lamb named Jesus Messiah. And we got to refocus on what He's called us to do because we forget it. You want to know how I know you forget it? Because I forget it. And I, I preached this sermon last year and I had forgotten it from then to now. That's why God says, Remember my feast. Remember my feast. You're going to forget. I'm going to end, Zach. He's got a little two-minute clip, I think. I want you guys to watch this, and then you will be 
dismissed. Can I hit the lights, Zach? Would that work? I do. Time had come to sacrifice again. My two small sons, they walked beside me on the road. The reason that they came was to watch the land. Daddy, Daddy, what will we see there? so much that we don't understand So I told them of Moses and Father Abraham and Then I said Dear children, watch the land There will be so many in Jerusalem today must be sure the land doesn't run away. And I told them of Moses and Father Abraham. And then I said, dear children, watch the land. When we reached the city, I knew something must be wrong. There were no joyful worshipers, no joyful worship songs. I stood there with my children in the midst of angry men. Then I heard the crowd cry out. Blood poured from his body. 
as he struggled. I watched him as he fell. The cross came down upon his back. The crowd began to yell. In that moment, I felt such agony. In that moment, I felt such loss. Till a Roman soldier grabbed my arm and screamed, You carry his cross. At first I tried to resist him, then his hand reached for his sword. They drove nails deep in his feet and hands. And yet upon the cross I heard him pray, Father, forgive them. Oh, never have I seen such love in any other eyes. Into thy hands I commit my spirit. from this place and shine for your King Jesus. Let it begin at home. It will begin at home. See you next week.